Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, my friends. So excited to have you here for today's episode. I love bringing you episodes like this, real life episodes, talking to nutritionists, working in the field, you know, in their everyday scenario. You guys love this stuff and I love it too when you can actually just like take a peek into someone else's business. So what I did was bring on my friend, Mia Harris. Mia is a registered holistic nutritionist and personal trainer who graduated from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. She's also a member of the National Association of Nutritional Professionals and has a passion for helping others achieve optimal well-being through nutrition, movement, and personal development. Mia's approach to nutrition is all about balance and promoting a healthy relationship with food. She loves creating healthy recipes, spending time in nature, and working up a sweat in her spare time. And I have her here today talking about what an everyday um, situation looks like in her life, you know, when it comes to her business. So what does it look like when she works one-on-one with clients? How does it look like um, when she goes to the clinic that she works at part-time? What other type of things does she do in her business to bring in income and create relationships with clients? Mia shares it all. It's a really interesting conversation to see the real day-to-day workings of a nutrition business. Um, She really, you know, doesn't hold back. She shares all of her experience, what worked for her, what didn't work for her. And I'm so excited to bring this to you guys. So hang tight and we'll get to it. Hey, Mia, thanks so much for being here with me today. Hey, thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to have you on and to chat all about um, what your journey of becoming a nutritionist has looked like, what your day-to-day looks like, and just how, you know, you really operate your business. I think so many of us um, are curious about what other people's businesses look like. I know, of course, (laughs) for me, that was the number one thing where I was like, what does this actually look like? So um, yeah, thank you for being here. And why don't we just get started? It will be a bit different than normal where I'm asking, you know, what's your background? I really just want to talk about the background. So why don't you start with where um, or what brought you to nutrition and like where you went to school and how that actually um, started for you. Yeah. So I started studying nutrition about, I guess about three or four years ago. Now I was working at a bank, wasn't really liking it. Um, and I took some time off to go traveling and somebody asked me, well, what do you really like to do? Cause I was kind of wondering what I was going to do when I got back. And I said, well, I really like nutrition and health and fitness and like, why don't you do that? And I ended up going into the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition in Vancouver, and there was one spot left. So I signed up. And yeah, I guess a big thing for me was um, I wasn't feeling that great. I was really tired. I was having all these digestive issues, and I was doing my own research, and then um, still felt really confused about all the information Mm -hmm. that was out there. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a course and I'm gonna learn and I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Why not? Right? Like it's hands on learning. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I did. And yeah, I went to the school, uh, Canadian School of Natural Nutrition um, in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what year did you graduate from there? Um, I graduated 2019, uh, 2016. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you graduated a few years ago. And what did that look like for you, you know, coming out of school, 
um, I guess, how did you feel? Did mm-hmm. you feel prepared? Did you feel ready? Um, no, it's slightly overwhelming yeah. when you first <laughs> graduate from school. Cause again, it's you have all this information about, um, especially if you're wanting to do things online, which a lot of people are wanting to do these days. So there's information around, you know, creating a website and creating, you know, an email list, getting an online presence, a blog, um, newsletters and all these things. And it can be really confusing on, okay, what do I need to focus on the most? Like what's Mm. the most important thing? And, and then even thinking about packages and how you want to, you know, what the things that you want to specialize in too. So it takes a lot of time to, to learn those to get that going yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm still learning a lot, yeah so. <laughs> me too yeah. I get it. it it's like a lifelong process so what kind of was the first step that you took coming out of school you're questioning like where do I even get started you know did you start working with clients did you work in a clinic like what did you do the very first thing I started to do was um, I was actually living down in the states at the time and um I did online programs to start. And so I actually, um, just to get some experience, I think I messaged everybody on my Facebook list asking wow. them if, <laughs> if they wanted a nutrition plan. Um, and so I did it that way and then kind of started with an Instagram account and was just sharing some information here and there. I didn't really have a, any rhyme or reason of why I was posting things or what mm. I was posting. It was just kind of to share information and then built a website and kind of had some ideas of some packages. Again, they were just completely made up. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. You're just going <laughs> so, with the flow. Yeah. And that's just, and that's how it started. So, so how did people respond when you message them on Facebook? Some of them were good. Some of them, uh, most people were nice cause they're obviously your friends. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and I actually did get, I, I think the first month I was really surprised. I was selling nutrition plans for like $50. Just okay. Yeah. That. That's where you started. And yeah, that's where I started. And then I actually did do too well, or mm. too bad. But um, I mean, you run out of people to message on Facebook. And so yeah. you, I kind of hit a standstill, obviously, with that. And I realized that wasn't really a maintainable way to do things. So then had to kind of switch things up a little bit and change my strategy. So yeah, I know I did something similar, like went on Facebook, Hey, I just graduated. And I think what I did, I had one of those Facebook memories pop up recently. Oh yeah, And it was like, um, so I graduated back in 2014. And it was, um, uh, Hey, everybody, do you want to get healthy and feel good? And um, what I'm offering is a nutrition consultation and um, seven day I think five or seven day meal plan for $65. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I had a lot of people similar, it sounds like to you, but I felt really burnt out after oh, that. Oh, yeah. I, the amount of hours I would put into a $50 meal plan, I'm like, this is not worth it. But I think I kind of, um, convinced myself it was because I was learning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but obviously that's not, again, it's not, you can't, you can't make a living off of that. So yeah. So you said you then were like, okay, this isn't really a sustainable strategy. Like I need to switch things up. So yeah. what did you end up doing then? Um, I had a business coach for mm-hmm. a little while and kind of worked through a few things like having discovery calls mm-hmm. and things to say um, in those and having a sales page and set up kind of like a giveaway on my mm-hmm. page to create a sales funnel and, um, and things like that. So still like just little baby steps here and there to mm-hmm. kind of to move along and yeah. Did that feel like a really big change going from more of like a I guess organic way of marketing like reaching out friends and family and then having more of a 
sales machine in a way? Did that still feel um, manageable to you and accessible to you? It did. It felt a little bit like I'm not a naturally a salesperson. Mm. And so, and like putting myself out, out there, um, definitely gets you out of your comfort zone and Mm -hmm. kind of pushes you. So I think that was a big thing for me is just like having the confidence and knowing that you, you know, what you have is, is useful and um, is a good service for people. So uh, yeah. Yeah. And did you see a difference between like, were you, did you put your prices up? Did you like, did anything really change? And yeah. Prices you... going up and yeah. being okay with that yes. too. <laughs> being like, no, this is my time and I'm putting a lot of effort into it and charging what you should be charging mm-hmm. plus tax. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that was big, like just a mindset thing too. So even if maybe you increase your prices and maybe you have less clients, but you can really focus on them and um, help them get to their goals, which is the main purpose of them hiring you in the first place. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the prices went up a bit and then, so at this point, were you then working in person with them and are you still in LA at this point or what was the timeline kind of looking um, like? At you? this point I was, um, I was back in Vancouver and I actually was doing kind of both. Okay. I was at a clinic seeing people in person. And then I was doing online programs for people. If they weren't in Vancouver or didn't want to come into the clinic, then it was um, through Skype, phone calls, emails, kind of things like that. So okay. Actually, I had a lady in, from India that I had as a client, which was, I wasn't sure how it was going to work out, but it was very interesting. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What a good learning opportunity. Oh, yeah. 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 So. so when you say online, it wasn't necessarily like you're running online, like group programs. It was no. still one-on-one. One-on-one. Yeah. One-on-one. And, um, um, were you like, were you doing that over like Zoom or Skype or how are you? Skype, um, some were phone calls if they were kind of more local in the area. Some people just wanted to do check-ins through email, things like that. So, yeah. 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 So it was a really big like testing phase for you to see what was working, what wasn't working. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big <laughs> testing, <laughs> testing phase. Did anything come out of that in terms of like, okay, this is working really well and this isn't working well and I can't do this anymore. I think for me, what I learned was um, I was kind of at the beginning just doing one plan and doing a consult with somebody for an hour talking about you know food and their struggles and their goals. And then I would just put something together in a package and just kind of was like, oh, here you go. And then the I, the way I had things priced was that their follow-up appointments were in that price, but I found people were either not following through with it, um, weren't checking in when they were supposed to. So I was kind of lacking in that, mm-hmm. in the follow-ups and making sure it was going through and kind of almost um, having a reoccurring client. Mm. So, and s- instead of just doing a one-time, like, here's your meal plan, here you go, um, setting up follow-up appointments. And I think paying for those as you go is what mm-hmm. I found is working. So interesting. Yeah. So did it look like maybe $200 or something where it's like their first appointment and then like two or three follow-ups in that yeah. price? Yeah. Okay. And you found that they just weren't utilizing. Weren't utilizing it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I had s- similar, it's funny. I feel like a lot of us start out <laughs> the same way where it's like we do the one-off kind of consultation. Yeah. Um, we, maybe we add a few follow-ups and, but I found, um, that the people who I just gave the one-off consultation and said, here's your plan, here you go. And maybe I'd follow up by email a few weeks later. Um, Most of them said, oh, I actually didn't do anything with this. Like I actually 
didn't put it into progress. Like I just kind of sat with it. I didn't really utilize it. Yeah. And then the people who I signed up more in like a longer term program, like three months. So I did a bit different. I didn't do like the continuous follow-ups as like separate payments, but a larger one-time payment with the follow-ups. And um, I found that people were like really making progress. Yeah. Cause you're kind of committed. And then especially if you're, and I even found this with myself because I was working with a business coach too. And so that her package was kind of, you know, you have the initial consultation, go over kind of what you're struggling with and then have a plan. And then because you're kind of spending more money and you're, you have these set times each yeah. week or every two weeks or whatever it is, and you kind of have homework, you're invested in it and you're going to show up because you've you paid. Yeah. The accountability, you're like, there's the accountability there. So, um, I definitely see a bigger benefit in kind of having bigger packages, which is for me was, um, and I'm still figuring this out and still playing with my, my programs, but it's kind of can be scary when you set this big package up. You're like, are people going to pay that? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So we tend to like play smaller smaller yeah Yeah. or not really um yeah not put ourselves out there in that same way because Mm -hmm. we're like really questioning if people are gonna do that you kind of get that fear to like well am I do I know enough or do people trust me enough that I can you know really make a change for them or help them get to where they are and are they going to be willing to invest that in me and so all these questions kind of come up totally yeah Yeah. (laughs) I can completely relate and I really honestly feel like it never goes away yeah at every new level you're like do I know this can I do this yeah and it's really just about yeah showing up and helping people with the at the places where maybe you were at at one point and maybe like teaching a little bit about what you're going through now, but really helping from, yeah, that like knowledge base of what you've already gone through. Yeah. So, okay. So you're in Vancouver, you're starting to change the programs a yeah. little bit. Um, are you starting to feel like more clients are coming in or did you have a lot of resistance from people when you put those prices up? Um, there was a little bit of resistance and I still didn't have like my sales kind of pitched down pat. I wasn't really, didn't really have my ideal client in mind. Mm -hmm. And um, I wasn't getting the business that I wanted to get. basically. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So what had to change for you or what changed for you at that point? Was it going from like a online model to working in a clinic where you're maybe being referred clients or? Yeah. So Actually, when I moved back from Vancouver to, or from Vancouver to Victoria, um, I started at a different naturopathic clinic and kind of um, really wanted to get a sense of you know meeting people with one on one and how to to um, get a reoccurring client. Mm-hmm. And I found it really helpful working with the doctors and kind of just seeing different types of people and different types mm-hmm. of clients, and then figuring out who I like to work out to work with best. Yeah. So So. did anything kind of come up for you or like was illuminated where you were like, Oh, okay. I'm actually really enjoying working with these specific people versus these other ones. Yeah. So at the clinic I'm at now, the bigger focus is on, is on women's health. So almost like probably about 95% of the people that we see is women, there's young women, um, you know, a lot of women in menopause, a lot of hormonal Mm. issues, a lot of digestive issues. So I think as a clinic, it was nice to work with the naturopaths um, to kind of hone in on more dietary 
changes because a lot of times they don't have time to go over completely what people should be eating um, or give them breakfast options or lunch options or, or things like that. It's yeah. more um, higher level, like higher level processes of like, this is happening. This is imbalanced. Yeah. And then, so um, working with them a little bit closer has been really good too. Cause then I can kind of create something around what the doctors have specifically recommended for a particular client. So mm. um, the learning experience there has been really good. And it also has been helpful to collaborate with other people that are in the same, in the same field. And um, cause as you know, probably working on your own sometimes can, can be a little lonely at times. So yeah. it's nice to have, you know, like a group of people that are like-minded and interested in the same things that you are. So totally can refer to each other. So did you moving into that clinic setting? Was it, I guess, two different scenarios. Was it that like you were kind of an independent contractor, you came in with your own business um, and people would be referred to you? Or did you work more like as an employee of the clinic and it was more of like a synergistic, somebody pays for support from the naturopath and nutrition is included for free in that? Actually, it's been a mix of both. So I would come in as like a contractor and I would get referrals from the doctor, charge an hourly rate, the clinic would take... um, a percentage of it, it's 60%. Some of them are 70%. But I've also just um, changed things around too, where if there, if I don't need to sit down with somebody, the doctor will just say, okay, I have this uh, woman who is gluten-free or dairy-free. Can you put a meal plan together? Mm-hmm. And they just pay me um, oh. you know, how many hours it takes to do that. So an hourly wage. So it's kind of nice to have both. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really cool. I think that's really neat. It sounds like it is a very um, complimentary, like, you know, synergistic relationship where it's not just like um they do their thing you do your thing it's like how can we all work together yeah yeah Yeah. so it's been really nice and um yeah working with a couple girls that are the kind of similar ages to me there's an older woman who's been around for quite a long time too so um yeah so it's been really interesting and seeing different kinds of cases too so some more clinical nutrition too so okay yeah. yeah yeah so Right now, how does your time get split? So I'm assuming that you are, or I know, sorry, before we started recording, you had mentioned that um, you kind of split your time between doing um, clinic work and some one-on-one work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that you do like recipe creation and Instagram. So like, how does your time get split now? Yeah. So normally, well, it's kind of funny before it was kind of everything was just sporadic. So whenever I felt like doing, you know, an Instagram post or maybe writing a blog piece, it was just kind of um, all over the place, but I've kind of dedicated certain days to doing certain things. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm at the clinic um, about three days a week. Um, And I also do some office work there too. So I kind of split my time between office and then doing nutrition consults. Um, So I'm in clinic three days a week. And then usually the other days I spend either um, creating meal plans for people, putting together their nutrition plans, doing research if I need to, um, putting together blog posts, Mm -hmm. doing Instagram posts, recipes, kind of playing around in the kitchen. And yeah, so every day is kind of has little bits and pieces of different things. So it's kind of kind of fun to do. Yeah. And like you said, so do you feel like you're more of a batch worker where it's like I'll focus on these like this day will be this one thing versus like having 10 tabs open on your website yes. <laughs> in one day and being like 10 different things. Yeah. yeah. So more batch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So depending on what the weeks look, look looks like, I'll be like, okay, so for this time I find I'm my work 
best is in the morning. So I'm like, okay, my creative work is usually in the morning from like nine until 12. I'm like, okay, I'll write a post or think of some ideas for Instagram or brainstorm some ideas in the morning. And then the afternoon, maybe I'll work on nutrition plans and um, doing research and things like that instead of just kind of well starting a plan and doing research and then going back to this. And it's just too kind of messy almost. Yeah. So. And sometimes I feel like it's not productive usage no. of time when you're like juggling too many things. Too many things. You yeah. don't feel like you complete something. Totally. So, I, I was the like 10 tabs on my computer <laughs> type of person. Um, sometimes I catch myself doing it when I'm like jumping between things. And yeah. I really have to say, Stephanie, focus, yeah. focus on the one thing because um, yeah, to me, I'm so much more productive if I just do one thing to completion, to completion. and then the next thing yeah. versus like having 10 things that I'm juggling between. And I think that's really a big problem for entrepreneurs or at least a lot of nutritionists that I hear from who are getting started. It's all about trying the million tasks at once versus just like one by one by one working on Mm -hmm. things. And I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before is kind of when you get confused and you're not sure where you're your attention should be on. So maybe you start writing a blog post, but then you're like, well, maybe I should write this on Instagram or should I be um, working on my business plan or like, what's the the thing that you should be doing totally. that's most important at this time. Yeah. So you kind of end up dabbling in so many. Yeah. Cause you're not sure. And it's all up in the air. So you just end up, well, I know I was like, you know what? I'll just end for the day. Just yeah. close the computer because I don't know where to go from here. Yeah. Where I know for myself, I have like very intentional work days now. I'm very, very focused, but I didn't start that way. Yeah. I started very scattered. I started very overwhelmed. Um, like it felt very, tough for me. And now it feels very easy, but because it took five years to get into a place where it feels more easeful. Yeah. I should say easeful, not easy because it's still not easy, but it's like that feeling of it just being a little bit more of a habit now. Yeah. And you kind of get into a flow of things and realize like what does work for you and what does make you feel good at the end of the day. Cause I think everybody likes to feel productive. Totally. And so it's like, what makes you, what makes you at the end of the day be like, okay, that was a really good day. Yeah. And, um, I think you had a post the other day that was like, some days you're going to feel, you know, really good, really mm. motivated. And you're going to have those other days where you're like, Oh, I don't know if I got anything done today and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the balance of the two. Yeah. 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 And I think that is even the trouble now with, um, you know, social media has so many great qualities, but because there's so many people on there and everything usually is perceived or being put out there as like production, look how much I'm creating. And we can get into that comparison mode so easily of look how much this person's doing. And I'm such a failure in comparison. I think especially as an entrepreneur too, it's like, it's, you feel like sometimes you can't turn off. And that you're always like, even if it's like checking your Instagram or your messages, or maybe you're creating something that you want to take a picture of to post on there or a recipe or whatever it is, it can be hard to turn off. And then um, I know I used to feel really guilty about like taking days off and you see a lot of people posting about, you know, you got to grind and be really focused and Mm -hmm. you'll get way ahead of the game and um, work, 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 work. And it's almost kind of glamorized. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit that, you know, the grind mode, the grind mode, but I've realized like 
taking time off is okay. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> and it and it refreshes you. So I've been kind of my focus the last little bit has been like, okay, I can disconnect. Like I don't always have to be turned on and my work is a lot better when I do take that time totally. off. Yeah. And people so. can feel that. Mm-hmm. I think I, I've noticed for me too, like same thing where I wouldn't need, I'm not really for the whole grind mentality. I definitely am a hard worker. It's yeah. like in my DNA to like work, but I can get so easily in that um, work all of the time because mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I derive a lot of joy from it, mm-hmm. but there's a point where it's too much and then the joy starts going away yeah. and then you're feeling burnt out and you're feeling like disconnected. And then people aren't really getting that same energy from you or your work anymore. Yeah, They're like, totally. oh, this doesn't feel the same as maybe it used to. So I'm really working on that too, where <laughs> at least I'm taking weekends off now, yeah. which is a huge step. I'm always saying to Craig, my partner, like, look, I'm not working this weekend. And he's like, oh, good for you. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. but seriously, like for me, that's a huge yeah. change from, you know, before where I would like work consistently, mm-hmm. like 24 seven. So how do you really schedule your time now? So right now, the way I have it is I'm Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. So, and I take the weekends off and just kind of, sometimes I will like maybe on a Sunday, um, you know, do some recipes or maybe I'll do some research and things like that. And that doesn't really feel like work to me. Yeah. Um, But I think having at least one day off, like totally, like sometimes having to schedule time off social media sometimes too, Mm -hmm. like in the evening, just shut it down, put it away. And yeah. Have those clear boundaries. Have those boundaries. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you can kind of fall into that hole where you're looking at what other people are doing and reading about things and yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I know for me, I'll even um, go through periods where I will not because I don't like the person, um, it's nothing about that actual person, but someone that's, I guess, for lack of a better word, triggering me to feel less than or to feel in comparison mode, I will just like delete that person or mute that person. And again, it's nothing about them. It's just giving me the brain space to be like, I don't need to sit in comparison. I don't need to do this. We're different people Mm -hmm. with different offerings. And I, I like really have to catch myself. Oh yeah. It's so easy with social media. And I hear it all the time from, even if you're not doing your own thing or you're just, you know, on social media for fun, posting your pictures and stuff. I hear from people all the time. It's really easy to, you know, see what everybody else is doing. Maybe somebody's like getting married or having kids or they got a dog or on a trip. And so you just kind of get caught in this I should have that. I should (laughs) have that. And then, and then, yeah. yeah, And same with other people that are, you know, working in the same industry as you are, you start definitely go into that comparison mode and um, think you need to be doing more and more and more. And sometimes it's just, you just have to tell yourself and like, no, you're you're doing enough. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, And what you're doing is different. And again, if everybody was the same and doing the same things, then things would be boring. So yeah, we have different personalities and likes and things. So yeah, we all bring different things to the table and also um, realizing that there's enough room for everybody. That's right. Big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I re- one thing that has really helped me that I, I'm constantly working on, I'm not by no means am I a pro at this, <laughs> but I always like to remind myself that like when I see someone else succeeding in an area that I would like to succeed in, yeah. I try to move my thoughts from, um, well, they've done it. So why bother? Right. And, mm-hmm. and I try to go from there to if that person's done it, that's giving me proof that it's doable yeah. and that I can do it too. Mm-hmm. And then that 
it exists, you know, in the universe or in the world, like that, that potential exists for me to do it. And sometimes like, I really have to get there. Like sometimes I don't want to go there. I'm like, ah, forget it. But when I can get myself to that headspace of like, it's possible for me too, it really changes everything. Yeah, totally. You have a different outlook on it. And I think, especially in, I think in any business, um, well, especially in health and nutrition. Like I remember when I was first starting and like some of the things that people would say, like, oh, I think one person said to me, oh, what are you going to do with nutrition uh, diploma work at GNC? Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or do you even make any money off of what mm. you're doing? That's a really hard industry to get into. Um, there's so many people in that industry right mm. now. There's trainers, there's naturopaths, there's nutritionists, there's dietitians, there's health coaches. Um, like how are you, and then, you know, you do kind of sometimes get into your head, like, okay, well, how am I different? What do I bring that is different? Yeah. And I think honestly, it's just your, your personality yeah. and you just bring your own things to the table. You could be teaching the same thing as somebody else, but maybe you reach a different audience. Maybe somebody connects with you in a different way. So I think getting out of that headspace is so important. Um, in really in any industry that you're in doesn't matter if it's nutrition or business or whatever it is yeah it's always going to exist that other people gonna, are doing it yeah so how are you going to do it differently or do it your way do yeah. it your way yeah mm-hmm. so are you in the place right now where nutrition is your full-time um gig and your like I know you said you do some admin work at the yeah. clinic mm-hmm. but do you feel like you're in the place where it is full-time for you or are you still in the growth phase like where would you kind of say you are at right now I would say I'm still in the growth phase mm-hmm. um yeah still kind of nailing down exactly what I want to do exactly the people I want to help and exactly like what the best kind of program is for people and mm-hmm. how to really like connect with them so that they will do, do the things that they want to do and reach their goals that they want to too. So um, I would say right now I'm about 70% doing all nutrition and then yeah. the other 30% is usually like doing office things at the, at the clinic, helping the doctors and things like that. Yeah. Um, maybe doing some like content creation on Instagram mm-hmm. Um I also did some work with um, an app company that was really cool doing recipes and creating meal plans for that. So I do that a bit too. So it's kind of what's nice is you can do lots of things with it too. So with, with nutrition. So, yeah. And did you find that working in the clinic, even from an admin perspective has been helpful to see the way that a business in the health industry works? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that has been huge for me because I think, especially at the beginning, you're like, Oh, I don't want to be doing, I want to just be doing nutrition. And yeah. oh, that's what I want to do. And, um, but I think kind of knowing the back end, especially if, if you were working like one-on-one or in a clinic, or maybe you're wanting to have your own clinic one day or something like that, um, to know the ins and outs of it. And that's something I've really learned. I've worked with a naturopath who's been in Victoria for like 25 years. And she's taught me a lot about, you know, how, how to, speak with patients, how to, um, you know, keep them as clients, how to get referrals, Mm -hmm. even had other things like running a business and like the accounting side of Mm -hmm. things and, um, all sorts of different things. So it's been, um, it's been a really good learning experience and I, yeah, yeah. I'm grateful for it. So, yeah. And I love like how honest this conversation is because I think a lot of people come out of school, they see the you know, influencers online saying make your 10, 20, 30K month and thinking that's the reality right away. But it takes time. It takes time. Yeah. And And 
that yeah. was hard for me to realize too. Or I'm like, no, I want to be doing nutrition, all nutrition and selling my plans and I want it all online. And cause that's kind of the dream I think for most people. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it takes time and, um, a lot of trial and error. <laughs> yeah. A lot of trial and error. Right. And so we're doing opportunities, um, too. I wanted to point out like working in a clinic setting, maybe doing some admin doing, you know, I worked at, um, uh, Planet Organic, which is like a health food store, yeah. yeah, kind of supplement section. I worked in the, they call it like natural living section. And that was my first job. I worked there probably between six to eight months full time. It was hard getting mm. up, you know, going to a supplement store every day yeah. full time. Like I didn't love it, right? but I learned so much mm-hmm. and the amount of training that I got and learning about like actual, you know, customers coming in with real problems. It took like what I learned in school and actually put it into like three dimensional, like yeah. real life where I was learning like, oh, this is actually what people are concerned with. Yeah. So yeah, you kind of get a handle on like what some people's bigger, bigger concerns are and like what a bigger problem is um, doing that way. And sometimes yeah. you have to do the the things that you don't, you don't want to do to get where you want to go. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And right. sometimes you have to juggle the multiple mm-hmm. jobs. Like um, I did Planet Organic. So at one point, I think I had four or five. I don't recommend this necessarily, <laughs> but I think I had like four or five jobs. So I was working at Planet Organic. Um, I had gone down to part-time at one point. Um, I was working with Spud, which is a organic grocery delivery service, mm-hmm. but I was yeah. doing events for them. So I'd go out with like a huge box of bananas, going to like a marathon and be like, hey, have you heard of Spud? And like, have you, what do you know about nutrition? And it was mm-hmm. great because I got to like do what I love, talk about nutrition, but yeah. work for a company. So I was getting a steady paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, I really cared about the company. I was working for Manitoba Harvest oh, yeah. doing demos. Yeah. So I'd be the person like, try my hemp seeds, you yeah. know, at the grocery store. <laughs> Yeah. handing out business cards yeah. um and I was also teaching at Canadian School of Natural Nutrition I've taught okay. there for the last four or five years so I was like doing a lot of jobs mm-hmm. it felt like a lot um but it really did show me how many opportunities within nutrition you can have like yeah. it doesn't have to be one-on-one consulting no and I think that's one of the best things about it too is is yeah all the different options that you can do and if you can if you're open to that, then the the opportunities will come. Exactly. Yeah. You have to like be open-minded mm-hmm. for what it can look like. So do you have, um, I might be putting you on the spot here, <laughs> but do you have like any uh, vision or like plan for where you want to take things next? Yeah. I actually was talking to somebody earlier today and I'm like, I would love to have, to eventually create a program, maybe it's six to eight weeks long and a very interactive program with people maybe have a group of people go through it Mm -hmm. and have um maybe some meal plans in there pdfs some videos um for people to go through and i that would be i would love that Mm -hmm. to move into that eventually and and yeah i think doing even just one-on-one on online group programs too would be would be good um yeah so you just, you really do like the working with people, yeah. really helping to move either individuals or groups towards their health goals. Yeah. Yeah. And I find like the work that makes me the happiest and that feels the easiest is that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. That's so important mm-hmm. to like, actually, what do you like doing? Yeah. Because I think a lot of us, um, again, like I said, it doesn't have to be one-on-one coaching. Some people feel like that is 
not their zone of genius and it's really hard for them. Yeah. So it doesn't flow, but mm-hmm. for some people it flows really well, right? <laughs> so it's how do we find that thing that works really, really well for us? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, not everybody has the personality type to sit with one-on-one with people because it can, if you're not a people person or... Um, you pull on other people's energy even like exactly that's what I was gonna say is a lot of times especially with nutrition is it can be a very emotional thing Mm -hmm. for people right so I've heard lots of stories and sometimes it can turn it almost into like a counseling session so you have to be prepared for that and and not take like you said not take that energy on or not go home with it and I think the other thing that I've learned too is um, I used to worry about people not following my programs or not following Mm -hmm. my advice and I would get really upset like and I'd feel like I was a crappy nutritionist Mm -hmm. like I didn't have the right thing set in place and that maybe this wasn't the right job for me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah taking it all on so take it all on and then I, I learned from somebody that was like it's your responsibility to educate people and give them the information and it's their responsibility to take action. So you can't take those things home with you. So, but I think definitely like, you know, sharpen your skills as a coach and a nutritionist. And, um, but ultimately it's the client's responsibility to put the work in. So a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 We can't, we can't make anyone do anything that they don't want to do. And, um, they might, if we put them in the position where we're giving 95% and they're only giving 5%, yeah. they might make a change, but they're going to revert right back to their old way. So it's right. really about them taking the lead. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of playing that, um, more coaching or supportive role. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So what would be, um, maybe like two to three things you would recommend somebody, I know I have a lot of people who are still in school. What would be um, like two or three things you would recommend that they do kind of right out of school or just in the first few months or year of getting started? I'd say, I like think the number one thing is I say just get up um, like a business page. Mm. Like it doesn't have to be a blog. It could be something really simple just for something for people to look at. And then I think getting, if you have a niche that you're interested in, if you, And a lot of times, like I found like my niche is something that I've struggled with before too. So it's something that you're relatable to, or you people can relate to and, um, something that comes easy to you. Yeah. Um, so I think kind of narrowing that down is really important and then just getting yourself out there, let people know what you're doing, Mm -hmm. announce it on Facebook. If you want, tell your friends, tell your family what you're doing, message everyone on your Facebook, everybody on your Facebook. (laughs) I don't know if I'd do that again, but but I mean, Hey, it could work. Um, And yeah, just kind of just letting people know what you're doing and, and not being afraid. Yeah. I think that that's so true. It's, I think for a lot of us, it's not natural for us to be like, visible and put ourselves out there Mm -hmm. and be like, Hey, look at me. Right. So it's like starting to do that in a way that feels good to you, but remembering it's necessary, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting back's not helping anybody. Yeah. And not worrying about being perfect. I know when I I was like, Oh, I gotta have, you know, my blog up. I gotta have my articles written. I gotta have this and everything set up. And I was, um, an old boyfriend at the time was like, just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. Like, just, and just throw yourself yeah. into it. It might be a little bit messy at first, but you can just kind of figure things out as you go. And totally. the, whole, the whole beauty of it is just learning and you'll never stop learning. And yeah, you yeah. just go from there. Yeah, I was um, going through my Instagram 
like from the beginning, you know, when I started it in 2014, when it was still like grainy, dark photos, like, you know, very like unpolished. Um, And I was going back and it was, I started it like while I was in nutrition school. So I was seeing the progression of like, um, graduating and then starting out and like putting out low priced offerings (laughs) and, you know, like begging for clients, basically running like lots of different programs and just seeing it and cringing a little being like, Oh, like, I can't believe I did that. But I had to do that to, you know, and then I could see it growing where I was doing more workshops and things like that, but you have to start it somewhere. You have to start somewhere and yeah, again, just, just do it. Yeah. Your first drafts never really going to be the best draft but that's okay and I remember being so nervous like my first consult and like oh are people gonna ask me weird questions what if I don't know the questions then I'm gonna look stupid yeah (laughs) and it's never happened and I've even had things of like you know if you do like a talk or something and and hope that nobody asks you a really hard question so that (laughs) yeah 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 exactly and if they do then you learn to how to kind of just handle it yeah and you know so yeah again Getting over the fear factor. It's so big. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. Putting yourself out there. I think fear, thinking of the fear is worse than just doing the thing. (laughs) Right. It's like sitting there, like worrying about it um, and then just doing it. Cause doing it, at least you're like moving that energy through you versus sitting with it and it being like making it worse than it actually is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been so good. And just like a nice real chat about what it's like. Cause yeah. It can look so many different ways for so many different people, but um, I really love that honest take on like, it takes time, it takes finessing, it takes, you know, putting that first thing out and um, like redoing it as you go and like refining it as you go. That's so, so important. So Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. That was fun. (laughs) So where can people find you? And I'm sure people want to follow along now and check you out. So where can they find you at? So, um... I do love Instagram. I, I'm pretty active on there. So my handle on there is Mia Harris Nutrition. Um, I'm in Victoria. So I see uh, clients one-on-one in the clinic at Hawthorne Naturopathic Center and then do some online stuff there as well too. So you can always check out my website. It's MiaHarrisNutrition.com. And yeah. Yeah. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes for everyone. And yeah, thanks for being Ooh. here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.